Well, welcome everyone to our all-age service. It's great to see you here. Uh, woo! Why not? Go for it. Um, don't be too enthusiastic because it is it's still a bit warm, isn't it? It's a bit close in the air. We need some rain uh, to lighten, lighten things up a little bit. If it rains during the course of the service, those windows will automatically shut so you don't get um, wet. Um, my name's Rob. It's great to see you here. If you're here for the first time, it's wonderful to have you. Um, we do have some refreshments and uh, light food after the service, so you're welcome to join us for that. Um, our all-age service is a bit different, uh, a bit shorter. We're all in together. Uh, we break up the teaching into bite-sized chunks, um, but we have songs uh, that we're going to sing together. Um, you heard one of them just now, uh, but we're going to be hearing some more as we go through the service. Uh, I'm going to pray for us, and then we're going to kick off. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you so much that you are a God who speaks. Thank you that we would not know what you were like um, unless you did uh, tell us. Um, So thank you for your son, Jesus. Thank you for who he is and what he says to us. Um, And we pray that today we would be listening to him and believing what he says. Uh, We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, we're thinking today about Jesus' words. Are Jesus' words enough to believe? When I take my son Eddie to the park, it's usually quite a long way away. If it's a good park, it's a long way away. And I have to tell him, Eddie, there's a good park. You just need to believe me. It's it's a good park. We're going to get there. I know you can't see it at the end of the road. But there's a good park, and it's going to be worth all of this. And Eddie has a decision. Is he going to stop in the street and say, no park, I can't see it, and, and not, not go? Or is he going to listen to my words and believe those words about the park and then follow? And that's what we're thinking about today. We're thinking about, are Jesus' words enough to believe, or do we actually have to see something? Do we have to see, like a bit like that park, do you have to see like a bit of the grass to believe it? And we're going to be thinking about two different kinds of people. People who have to see to believe and people who believe based on what Jesus says. Um, well, what Jesus said to a man in the story today is, go, your son will live. That's the promise that he made that man. Go, your son will live and we'll meet him in just a moment. Uh, but why don't we stand uh, together and Zach's going to introduce his first song. Let's stand. Hi guys. Um, so we're going to sing a song called Show Us Christ. Um, it talks about helping us, um, God helping us to receive um, what he has to say to us today. Uh, and in the bridge it says, where else can we go, Lord? Where else can we go? You have the words of eternal life. Um, and yeah, Jesus' words um, are the words of eternal life. Um, let's have this in mind as we sing. Plant your word. Plant your word down deep. 
us to Him, lead us to Your truth. Show us. seats and uh, pick up on your table one of those pieces of paper um, in front of you. Um, it, there are plenty of these pieces of paper so pass them out and pass, pass them around. 
Uh, make sure that everyone can see sight of one of them. Uh, put together by Hannah. And as we go through this service, um, there are little clues on there, um, things that I want you to fill in, uh, ways to remember what we've been hearing, and even some colouring as well, I'm sure, as Sam is colouring one eye green, uh, which is fine, I guess, yeah. Green eyes, need to see Jesus. Um, Great. Uh, In a moment, we're going to meet the main character, or one of the main characters from our story today. Um, And on that sheet... There are some questions about what happens. So you've got to watch carefully and see what happens and then fill in some of those answers on the sheet in front of you. part one. Very straightforward. Thank you very much. Actually, I didn't even get something to wear. I was a bit gutted about that. Um, so there's some questions on your sheets. I think there's um, some lines you have to draw between some of the answers. Um, do you want it again? Would that help you or not? Okay. Joseph says no. Okay, are you ready for part two? I want to hear a bit more crowd participation. Are you ready for part two? It won't, the cast is not me. Okay, I'm out of the picture now. So uh, there's a new cast. Here we go, part two. interesting wasn't it the man spoke to Jesus and the man said come and Jesus said go the man said come Jesus and Jesus said go and then we found out didn't we that in the next scene that go your son will live was exactly the time that Jesus said those words and exactly the time that the fever left the man. Jesus' words are powerful. They can do things that we can't do. And the man, what did he do? Well, I guess he didn't see anything when Jesus said those words. He just heard those words. And yet he knew, he believed that Jesus had authority, that he could do that. And he went away because he believed Um, In the next bit, we're going to be thinking about two groups of people that John wants us to see in this little story. 
And they're not neither of the groups that you've just seen in that first part. Uh, but we're going to be thinking about that just after the song. Uh, but I want this question. Which person is more powerful? Is it the person who can do something when they're there? Or is it the person that can do something like this without being there? Which person is more powerful, do you think? I'll just have that thought in your mind as we sing this next song. Um, Let's stand and we're going to sing, Who is this man? Zach's going to introduce it for us. Okay, guys. So we're going to ask the question, Who is this man? Um, And in the verse, in the chorus, it says, He's the Son of God, He can save us from sin. And he calls us to follow him. Let's sing. do that. can do that. Two groups of people. And if you have your Bibles, have them open in front of you. The first group are the Samaritans. 
Um, So we're going to look at something about them in verse 39 of chapter 4. 4 verse 39. If you look up when you've got that page, then I'll see that people are ready. This is the first group that John wants us to think about because it's just before that miracle. Just before this miracle. And so John wants us to see that this is one response to Jesus and his words. Let's let's look at it together. It says in verse 39, Many of the Samaritans in that town believed in Jesus. They believed because of what the woman said. He told me everything I have ever done. The Samaritans came to Jesus and begged him to stay with them. So he stayed there two days. Many more believed because of the things he said. They said to the woman, first we believed in Jesus because of what you told us. But now we believe because we heard him ourselves. We know that this man really is the saviour of the world. Samaritans weren't very liked by Jewish people. They were like the baddies, the, the dirty people. Like no one wanted to be with them. Um, that's why the shock of Jesus telling a story about the good Samaritan, that's why it's so shocking. A good Samaritan? You having a laugh? And these guys were the notorious baddies, the sinners, the ones who were far from God. And there were religious people who thought they were close to God. And so when John talks about the Samaritans... That's the kind of thing we should be thinking. But what do we hear about how they responded? They believed. And what did they believe? Did they believe something they'd seen, like a miracle? No. They believed based on what someone else had heard Jesus say. So it's not even first-hand hearing Jesus. It's second-hand hearing Jesus. Jesus told me everything I had ever done. That's the woman at the world, by the way. Um, Jesus did tell her everything she'd ever done. And she went off and she said, Jesus. And they believed. And then to the point where they make the point, don't they, that when they believe because they've heard Jesus' words themselves, they believe all the more. They say, we don't just believe because of what you said now. We believe because we've heard Jesus' words ourselves. But no miracle. No sign. Nothing to see. Just Jesus' words. That's the first group, the Samaritans. And so when we get to our second group, we'll see that there's a bit of a contrast going on here. The second group are the Galileans. Galileans. Don't ask me to spell that. Um, Hannah put in the blanks because we don't know how to spell that. Um, So you can look it up and work out how to spell Galileans. Um, But that's the second group. They're a bit different. Um, John tops and tails this group with mention of a location, which is actually the location where Jesus did his last miracle, Cana, which we heard about last week. Um, So these guys had seen something. It says, doesn't it? Um, Let me look at the uh, verse number. 46, thanks, uh, George. Uh, Actually, 45, when Jesus arrived in Galilee, 
The people were there welcomed him. There's a question mark there. What kind of welcome did they give him? They welcomed him. They had seen all the things he did at the Passover feast in Jerusalem. They had been at the Passover feast too. Jesus went to visit Cana in Galilee again in verse 46. The mention of Cana, we should think, okay, well, John's told us about Cana in Galilee. It is the wedding. And last week we heard what Jesus did there. He turned water into wine. It was something to see, actually something to taste. Physical proof of what Jesus could do. And yet we find out uh, Jesus' words that he spoke at the start, unless you see a miracle, you will not believe. That was more of a judgment on the crowd, the people who were gathered there. Because their kind of belief was just based on seeing something. They didn't really believe who Jesus was. And so when he stopped performing miracles, or when he didn't do the miracles that they wanted, they didn't really follow him. So their hearts hadn't changed. They didn't believe who Jesus was. They just believed that there was something amazing that he could do, which they could just see for themselves. So there's a difference here, isn't there, between these two groups. Um, the Samaritans didn't see anything, heard something secondhand, heard about Jesus and believed. And the Galileans, who had the miracle, they saw it with their own eyes and didn't believe. Putting that all together in this, this part of the, the gospel, Jesus is calling their, into question their belief, whether it is really believing. Because they haven't believed who Jesus is. They're just impressed by what he can do. They haven't chosen to follow him. And in a moment, we're going to see what it means for us to believe Jesus' words. And they hadn't done that. If Jesus is who he seems to be, then believing his words is the natural response. It's the right response. If you can believe what you see, you can believe what he says. And they hadn't believed what he said. Um, so we're going to think about these two groups in just a moment. Um, are we having a song? Is that right? Great. Let's have a song. Let's stand together. Behold the power of his, of his word. Let's stand. Right, guys. Um, in the first verse, it says, um, he hung the stars a guarantee. His word is strong enough for me. Um, let's pray that that would be the case for us as we sing. Um, yeah. Oh, the power of his word. He hung the stars a guarantee. His word is strong enough for me. I will trust his promise. Generations rise. Generations rise. Generations fall. But his word is living. And his word. 
salvation in his word. There is salvation in his word. His voice has called us from the grave. I will trust his promise. We are surrounded by his grace. Here in the midst of those he saved. I will trust his promise. Generation Christ. Generations rise. words enough to believe or do we need to see something are his words enough to believe or do we need to see something and what is his word to us today what is the word to us that we believe or that we need to believe um it's a good question isn't it Um, Let's have a think about that, because Jesus says to us that eternal life is found in him alone. That means life forever in heaven with God is found in Jesus and in nowhere else. And that's his word. That's what we have here, Jesus' words. Um, If you want to have a quick look at some of those words, um, have a look down with me at chapter 3. Verse 14. And why doesn't someone who's got a loud voice read out that verse? Is everyone there? 3 verse 14. This is one of Jesus' words to us. But whoever drinks the water I will give him 
Um, let's go back to 3 verse 14 that was 4.14 but actually you did, you did the right verse because it mentioned eternal life and that one was coming next um, so I don't know how you did that but that was pretty impressive he's finishing the worksheet before we've got there you're finishing the sermon before we've got there I mean this is a pretty, pretty exemplary family I mean um, so, uh, 3 verse 14, who wants to read that one? Anyone? George? And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. And just so we can't possibly miss that Jesus is offering us eternal life, John makes two comments on those particular scenes. Um, So if you look down with me at 3 verse 16, straight after that, John himself says this. It's the most famous verse in the Bible. And his comment is, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, God gave his son, so that whoever believes in him may not be lost, but have eternal life. And in 13 verse 36, um, oh sorry, 3 verse 36, don't go 13, that was a mistake. 3 verse 36, easy to remember, 3 verse 16, 3 verse 36, it says, whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. This part of the Bible, Jesus' words couldn't be clearer. Whoever believes in him, believes in his words, has eternal life. So to believe Jesus' words is to come to him for eternal life, because that is what Jesus is offering. And so if you're asking the question, am I someone who believes Jesus' words or has believed? Simple question is, have you come to him for eternal life? Have you done that? And if you're thinking, am I a Samaritan? Or am I a Galilean, seeing lots of stuff, hearing Jesus' words, maybe even here on Sunday, maybe in the girls' group at Seoul, you've heard some of Jesus' words. If you're wondering, am I believing it? The question is, have you come to Jesus for eternal life? If you can say yes to that question, it's wonderful. You have believed Jesus' words. You have responded to what he promises and what he says. Um, So we have his words Um, It's amazing because actually this is what we have. You can't see anything, but you can hear Jesus' words. You can't see the miracles for yourself. You You can read about other people who saw them. But if this is enough to believe and to have eternal life, then that's great news for all of us sitting here. Now, why don't I pray that we would all do that and that we would come to Jesus for eternal life And that's what we're going to learn about in our memory verse. And it's going to help us to remember what we've heard this evening. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for your words. Thank you that you speak about coming to you, believing in you, and having eternal life. Lord, I pray that we would trust that you are the one who can give us eternal life because you are raised from the dead. Only God can do that. We pray that we would come to you Uh, for eternal life.
knowing that there's no other way that we can be right with you but through your death. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, Tom's going to come and teach us our memory verse. And this, uh, well, there's two two verses here. I'm going to read from verse 30. It's coming out of the children's Bibles in the uh, the ESV. It might be a bit different. But it says, Jesus did many other miracles or many other signs in front of his followers uh, that are not written in this book. But these are written so that you can believe that Jesus Christ uh, is the... uh, Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. Then by believing in him, you can have eternal life through his name. These are written so that you may believe. Jesus is the Messiah. These are written so that you can believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. Then by believing, you can have life through his name. Uh, if you're not a Christian here, have a, take that away. Make that your prayer. Um, that God would help you to believe 
based on what he said through his word, Jesus is the way to eternal life, that he offers that, and he can provide that. Um, if you're someone who's been a Christian for a while, hold on to that. <laughs> Remind yourself of that. That is the wonderful truth we have as Christians. Um, and uh, there's an opportunity in the week, uh, midweek, uh, to meet with others to talk about that, um, to share some of the ways that's hard to keep trusting Jesus, to keep listening to his words and following what he says. Um, but there's the opportunity to meet up. So if you are someone who hasn't been at part of those groups before, why don't you invite yourself along? Um, they're not, you don't have to have an invite to go to those groups. Um, so come and find out about them, and we'd love to tell you about those groups. Um, we're going to have some food in just a moment. Um, so why don't I pray for us as we close? Let's pray. Father God, we thank you so much um, that you speak to us, that your words are true, because you are true. And uh, thank you so much that Jesus spoke of the only way to eternal life, which is through him. Uh, Please would you help us to respond to you and to trust what he says for ourselves, that we can truly say that his word is strong enough for me. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.